I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 84, on page 445. Oh, how amiable are thy dwellings, thou Lord of hosts! My soul hath a desire and longing to enter into the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found her in house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. Even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be always praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are thy always. Who, going through the veil of misery, use it for a well and the pools are filled with water. They will go from strength to strength, and unto the God of gods appeareth every one of them in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold, O God, our defender, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of ungodliness. For the Lord God is a light and defense. The Lord will give grace and worship, and no good thing shall he withhold from them that live a godly life. O Lord God of hosts, blesses the man that put his trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirty-fourth chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves! Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat, and you 
and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. But with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains, and on every high hill, yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more, or I will deliver my flock from their mouth, and they may no longer be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost, and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong, and feed them in judgment. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 24th verse of the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. 
It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher, and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemy, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, who for our sakes did fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness, to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We're um, on another Ember Day, which uh, these are the Lenten Ember Days, which were Wednesday today and then again tomorrow, where we pray for vocations to 
sacred ministry and, and also I think more as I mentioned on Wednesday more particularly for the renewal of the whole church because it is when the whole body of Christ is renewed in her prayer and life that certain members are inspired called to to take leadership roles and conversely when the spiritual life of a, of a community declines uh, few and few and fewer and fewer people feel the vocational call to lead it. The image today is the image of the shepherd, <laughs> and uh, this is it's a significant passage because um, most people, you know, the the shepherd imagery is is popular. There's a couple of famous passages in the Bible, probably Psalm 23, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want," and then also in in John's Gospel. John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We should understand that John passage is deeply rooted in this passage, Ezekiel 34, the prophetic critique of the shepherds of Israel who scattered the sheep, did not care for them, but, but ruled over them for their own benefit and not for the good of the sheep. And we should note that this, that what he's talking about in Ezekiel 34 is the standard uh, sort of contrast of leadership. You know, you can have someone who's in charge who uses their authority mostly for their own benefit to get their, you know, get bribes, to, 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 to get things from the people they rule over for their own good, and then the right kind of authority that rules righteously, that is concerned with the good of those over whom they rule. And and this, this contrast is rooted in first God himself who creates the world in righteousness and goodness and though he is lord of all he never does anything that's not good that doesn't that would overtly seek someone's evil um he 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 creates for he operates for the good of those he creates and so leaders who who rule after his pattern will um seek the good of those over the over whom they rule they won't merely rule for their own benefit which is so characteristic in in the world and so and shepherds uh, a lot of the good people in the bible they're shepherds abel was a shepherd he offered the first of his flock and he was accepted moses was clearly a shepherd um you know abraham isaac and jacob seemed to be shepherd people david um was a shepherd and we get some some anecdotal stories about him how he protected the flock when a lion and bear came uh, he would he would attack he would protect the flock from the lion and bear instead of running away and let them devour the flock. So these are images of that. It comes over the New Testament also in in First Peter and, and and where where he says you 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 were a sheep going astray but now you've returned to the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And Peter enjoins Jesus as an example. And it's important to understand how we follow the good shepherd because Peter's very clear that we follow the good shepherd through the cross to the resurrection. So the good, sometimes that pastoral imagery can be like, oh, you know, the shepherd will make us all feel good lying down in the pasture, but the shepherd is leading us into the um, legitimate suffering that pertains to our redemption in order that we might um, attain to the fullness of redemption. And bad shepherds, will try to um, avoid, they will preach uh, that there's a way to avoid the cross, that you can get there on your own, that some compromise will, will be um, 
will be a better way. And this might ultimately be the critique of the shepherds of Israel who were not faithful to the Torah, countenanced idol worship, made treaties with foreign governments in order to make, you know, because they were afraid that if they actually did what the Torah said, maybe it wouldn't work out so well. So they, 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 they were not faithful. And Jesus is the one who fully follows the Torah and its implication. And the result is he fulfills the Torah in his death and, and results in his resurrections. We're following Jesus in a path of, of Torah obedience that leads us through the cross to the resurrection. And this is important. You get over in the New Testament lesson where Jesus is really, um, uh, well, the first thing about the setting of, of um, the Matthew lesson is in the first century, to be a follower of Jesus in Israel meant you had to definitely choose a side because in the, in the Jewish community, if the families were uh, attached to formal Judaism and the synagogue and the, and the temple, we see this in John's gospel, say, in the um, healing of the man born blind, when he decides to confess Jesus as Lord, he gets kicked out of the synagogue. And even his parents were like, wait a minute, I don't know about this. If we're going to stand up for this son who's now made an enemy of the synagogue rulers, to follow Jesus was to be separated from your family if your family decided they still wanted to stay in the acceptable place. So this is the backdrop. He loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. The point is allegiance to Jesus must transcend these natural boundaries. And it pertains particularly to that tense first century situation. But for us, the reality that our idolatries can be relational sometimes. We can be so um, attached to a relationship uh, that is temporal and biological that it leads us to compromise our allegiance to Christ uh, as the Son of God and, and our, our, our discipleship. And those, those are sometimes the toughest thing to think of our idolatries as our habits and those kind of things, but sometimes the relational things we, 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 we have to look at and purify those and be willing to let, you know, to, to let go of the, of the, of some of those unhealthy attachments that exist in our hearts. Um, and ultimately what Jesus says is don't fear those who can kill the body, but don't fear world, mere worldly loss. And we do fear mere worldly loss. So we have to work on not fearing mere, mere worldly loss. We have to work on the pattern of the cross where we let go of these unhealthy worldly attachments, be they you know, relational or coping mechanisms or whatever it is that we're holding on to that keeps us from fully giving ourselves to Christ. Um, and so, as what you says, who picks up his cross and follows me, that's how, that's, unless we're willing to do that, at some point in time, uh, our, our experience of life will draw us away from Christ if we aren't willing to continually examine it in the light of, of devotion to him. And this is a gradual thing, I think, in life, honestly, that, that as we walk with Christ for a number of years, you know, God points out things to us at that season when we're ready. You know, a lot of times early in our discipleship, it's, you know, the, the really bad habits and obvious sins. And then it's like, okay, but here's the thing that those were, you were really 
is you just didn't love very much. You know, you didn't, you, you, and then you get on to some of the deeper things. So we're always working on it. And so Lent, we think about we're in Lent now. We want to think again in terms of following the Good Shepherd through the cross, of not loving anything more than him. What is that attachment? What are we attached too greatly to? And, and Lent is time just to practice letting go. It's, we can do it in our minds. Is it okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll love Jesus more than all this. But we have emotional patterns of attachment that we, this is what fasting can do is change, practice changing the behavior, practice saying no, practice saying yes to Christ and praying for the grace, for the strength to be more fully attached to him and, and for that grip, for the world's grip on us to just decrease just a little bit gradually as we, as we work our way through the season towards the joy of Easter. A few thoughts about today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Bye -bye. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, Thank you to our shepherds.